I'm Shane Wilson. Brian Copney, Mike Frost. And we're trying not to get sued. All right, we're back. It's been a little bit since we uh, got together. We don't have Mike tonight, so there'll be one voice show on the podcast. He's got some shit going on at work. And that's one thing that we do here is we are all ordinary people that have jobs. And uh, the reason we haven't podcast in so long is actually due to my job. Because I'm in different states all the time. And I've been all over the country the last couple months. It's been a ride, but I really like what I do. That's all I got to say about He's it. He's going all over the world. He's a celebrity, whether y'all know it or not. I'm trying to be. I'm a wannabe. But we do all work, and that, that's that's a plus. I mean, if you know anything about the U- U.S. economy, that's one thing that's missing. The worst thing we could have done was gave these motherfuckers checks to be on COVID. I'll stop. I'll stop. Well, we could have. We could uh, we could retire on this on this, but. So far, we've made $4.85 as a podcast, yeah. so uh, everybody's going to be struggling for some Roman, you know? If you're listening right now, push the like and follow button, please. My family is starving, and we need you. We're hungry over here. Help <laughs> us out. But first thing we want to get into is I want to ask you all how you feel about a small town. Yes. 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 And do you think the song was racist? I don't think it was racist. And my opinion of it is if you think that it was about uh, African Americans or the black community, I don't even like really African black Americans. Okay. If you think that was about black Americans, what's going on in your head? Well, here, here's my take on it. Just my... Just mine, all right? Um, I'm from a small town. I'm not from Chicago. I'm not from, from L.A. or all this. So I understand where dude was coming from when he was talking. I love the music. Love, love the music. music. Yeah. Not from there. Yeah. yeah. But I'll say this. Uh, Shane and I both have daughters. And if my daughter is playing on the street he lives on, and he sees something crazy in a white van, and you're stopping and talking to my daughter, you best believe he's going to come out of his house at least and say, hey, what are you doing? Because that's how we do it in a small town. Whereas in bigger cities, we're more confined to minding our own business. Thus, crazy bad shit happens. And it's, and it's people exposure. Yeah. You know, just minding your own business. And a lot of people from small towns, when they're in cities, they perceive them as rude. Mm-hmm. And they're not rude. They just deal with so many people all day, they ain't got time to fuck with you. Yeah, that's true. You know, they're not trying to be rude. They're just trying to get on with their day. But what I'm going to tell you is if somebody pulls up on my street with a van talking to the kids, I ain't coming out to talk. (laughs) (laughs) We got a problem. So let's let's get into this thing and let's separate it for a second. Let's separate the actual song lyrics from the actual video. I watched the video, and I'll be honest with you. What I saw in that video was nothing that I haven't seen already on CNN, Fox News. I've seen the same video clips over and over and over. Where do you think he got them? Exactly. This dude did not take a video camera out and go to anybody's state to start filming. But the resounding thing I did see in it, I didn't didn't see a whole lot of uh, Black Lives Matter shit or, or any of that. But what I did see was I seen a lady spitting in the cop's face. 
I seen uh, a couple of guys getting, you know, all up, all up in cop series. I seen some some pepper spray. I seen some protests going on. I seen some some cops pushing back. I seen some January sixth shit. I see I seen a bunch of that. But if that kind of stuff grabs you in a different place now, why didn't it grab you in a different place then when it was actually fucking happening? Yeah, why couldn't you understand that? Um the reason the cops were out there was because what they felt was their rights to protest was infringing on other people's rights to be a citizen and live and have a business. You got That's why out, they're out there. You got people out there who were working and people out there who were, who were there because they wanted to be. The cops were out there because they were working. They got a job just like you job. If, you're, if your job shows up and says, hey, today cope, you going outside and you going to flag down traffic. Motherfucker, I'll be, I ain't. Well, I tell you what, you're fired and Shane, you're going out and flag traffic. Somebody's going to do it. Now, am I saying that some of the cops didn't get outside of their lane or their scope or their job? Maybe, possibly it happens on every job. But when you show up to protest and you start destroying other people's property, state property, city property, shit that don't belong to you. If you want to go to your house and break all the windows out of your home, cool. But if you throw a rock at mine, I might shoot back. Yeah, we got a problem then. And that that was shown with, like, uh, T.I. You remember when all the, the riots were going on mm-hmm. and then it started happening in Atlanta? And he got on TV and he's like, hey, Atlanta ain't never been a problem. Yeah. And the reason he didn't want Atlanta to be the problem is because it's where he lives. Mm-hmm. It's fine if the problem's somewhere else and everybody's tearing up something, but whenever it's in your hometown and they're ripping it to TV. pieces, mm-hmm. and, and you can't watch your TV because you're scared for your, your personal possessions, it becomes a different subject entirely because now it's knocking on your door. You know, I'm glad you brought up that point because I live, and I've lived my life like this since I was real little. You, you know what the negative button is, Shane? Uh-uh. The negative button is, and, and this brings it back to when we were growing up. Remember how uh, your parents would take pictures? And they could take them out here to uh, Raleigh Mall and get them developed in that little shack. <laughs> and then they'd give them back what we call the negatives. The negatives, when you hold them up to the light, you could see the picture, but everything that was light was then dark, and everything that was dark was then light. So what I mean by the negative viewpoint is I'm now able to see one subject and then switch it. What if the this people were black and these people were white? How would you feel differently? You may, and Mike talked about it before on the show. Uh, the movie um, A Time to Kill. Yeah, it was Samuel Jackson. It was Samuel Jackson. Yeah. And, and the black girl gets little black girl gets beaten and raped by some white guys and he shoots and kills them. This yeah. is perfect compared to that small town song. Perfect. Because then Samuel Nobody Jackson, was going to do shit. Samuel Jackson said, nobody was going to do shit. I got this. This is my kid. I'm going to take care of it. So he shoots and kills him. Goes to court and says, God damn right, I shot him and I hope they burn in hell. In the end, oh boy hits the negative button on him. We're going through all of this and at the end, he switches it. So the point I'm making is... With today's politics, the way the world is going, society, everybody's got an opinion on what's happening. But if you hit the negative button, would you feel the same? 
Yeah, and see, I think that we're not we're not going anywhere until that's not needed. Yeah. Until that's not needed. Whenever you can look at a situation and feel empathy or anger without knowing, just knowing it's people. 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 Just feeling not, for the people. Not knowing whether that person is black or white or Hispanic. It's a person. We all want the same shit. We all want our kids to do good. Yeah. We all want to be able to one day to relax, to get out of the grind. Chill out. Man. You know, God, and what until we don't need to to hit the negative button. Mm-hmm. Just a human relations standpoint of who we are well, and how we should feel about each other. I've had some conversations, and I don't know about people who are listening, but I like talking to people who don't have the exact same opinion as mine. No we way. We can talk. We can no learn. way. No, you don't enjoy that, that shit out of. <laughs> but uh, one of the things, and it happened, uh, let me see, the, the best thing, the best time to think about it is when um, the, the January 6th riots were going on. And I actually talked to some guys who uh, who brought up the point, well, if you go back to you know, when this country was first founded, the elected officials worked for the people. And if you were elected by the people and you weren't doing what the people asked you to to do. You paid the price. You paid the price. They went to the courthouse and they pulled you out. And he talked about tarred and feathering them. Okay, but that was then. Let's fast forward now. Do you think that on the day the Million Man March happened, if there was a million black people that ran up on the Capitol and decided we were going to take this motherfucker over, shit would have been so nice and easy? No. 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 And I'm not talking about a white or black thing. I'm thinking the way the country should have been defended, no matter what color you are, should have set a precedence right then and there. If you roll up in this motherfucker, try to take over the U.S., this is what happens. I don't care... Who you are, you can be Arabic, you can be Jewish, you can be whatever you are. If you try to take over the U.S. Capitol building, motherfucker, you smoked. Yeah, they, at the same time, though, have you seen the videos where they're, like, giving tours to these motherfuckers that end up getting arrested? Yeah. They're, like, pointing yeah. out this and that. Yeah. And this is where and this so, came from and what's down this hallway. And, and there's, there's just so much to... Everything, like uh, even the the riots all through that year, mm-hmm. you know, that was the Black Life Matters deal or whatever. I wasn't there. Yeah. So how much of what you hear is the truth, and how much is propaganda to sway you one direction or another? That's true. You know how uh, I'm, you could take little sections of this podcast from the. 56 episodes, 57 episodes of what we did and make me sound like an absolute uh, Aryan. Man, have you heard the crazy shit I've seen? They're about to come here and tar and feather my ass. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, but do I think January 6th was right? No. There is no need for, for tearing stuff up and violence. But do I think we get the whole picture of what actually happened? No. 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 And it's the same way with the Black Life Black Life Matters rights too. I don't think we're showed everything that happened. And like you hear stories, have you ever heard the stories about like people setting bricks outside of businesses? Mm-mm. 
like they uh, they are fixing the riot, so all of a sudden a pile of bricks shows up outside of this business. Shut the fuck up. Right? And I'll tell you another thing that I was watching the other day, and this could be completely conspiracy. This is not news. This is a fucking redneck watching social media. But do you know that all the places that have been rioted and burnt are being bought by banks now? Ooh. Are we talking about just, uh, what do they call it? Not, not disenfranchisement, but... Uh, it's, uh, it's demolition without the cost. Yeah. So what, what they're doing is they're tearing down the property or, or they're tearing down the building, which ain't worth shit anyway. But the property and the place it's at is worth something. Yeah, man. If you're in a, there's something to be said if you're in the middle of Ferguson. Mm-hmm. If you're in the middle of Chicago. You know, we got all these dilapidated buildings. Let's fucking do something with the property. So l- let me tell you what banks are doing because this shit has actually happened to me and I, I ain't going to talk about it on Banks are fucked up, dude. The banks are buying these properties and they're not doing anything with them right now. And I'll tell you why. Because right now, the real estate market is in the fucking toilet. And it's getting ready to get worse. And and they're just holding on to them. They're just sitting on them. Because they know four years, five years, six years from now, when that property skyrockets, they're sitting on a fucking gold mine. Well, do you know what? uh, Do you know what's getting ready to collapse? The housing market? Have you looked into any of that? Fucking homeowner's insurance. I'll tell you that. No, listen. No, homeowner's insurance is fucking retarded. But Airbnbs. Oh, shit. Okay, so listen to this. All these people are buying up. They bought up all this property, and they did their math on short-term, uh, short-term, short-term renting mm-hmm. for Airbnb because all these other properties were turning in so much of a profit. Everybody jumped into this Airbnb thing, and now there's a surplus of Airbnbs that ain't getting used. And they're getting ready within the next year, year and a half. These, uh, they rented them, they bought them at like a 6% mm-hmm. uh, interest rate. Interest rate. And that was based on short term tenants. Mm-hmm. And they're getting ready to go through a, uh, a period where there's so many on the market that. Liquidate the bitches. They're just going to end up selling them. It's going to collapse the housing market. Damn, I wish I could sell it. Never mind. I almost said something out loud like I want to sell this motherfucker. Anybody got a, anybody want to buy a house? Holler at your boy. I got one right now. It's up for sale. But on, on, on Dude, the flip side. Do you know what side, I thought about? Like talking about, talking about selling houses? I thought about selling mine, buying a little condo, and just letting somebody else take care of everything. All I do is come home and... Have you seen that show, Tiny House? Yeah, I have. I want one of them motherfuckers. Dude, I'm a simple dude. I don't need a lot. All of this fucking house you see well, listen, right now, like, I don't need that. For me, though, what it ends up being is I want to kick motherfuckers out faster than my wife wants to. Amen. <laughs> Shit. Damn right. My wife is a fucking innkeeper. No, I, I don't keep ends. I kick motherfuckers out. Hell yeah. What, we got at, what else we got on our list? Well... That next, Jason Aldean shit sent us down some shit. It, it did. That was a nice little rabbit hole. Yeah. But back, back to the top of the rabbit hole, one of the things that Aldean brought up is 
like I said in the beginning, living in a small town is different from living in a major town. Now, recently here in a small town, we had a dude decide that it was all right. And I don't even think he killed the cop, but he decided he was going to shoot cops. Yeah, this is this is fuck around and find out in a small town. Amen. And fast forward right here, fast what we're going to talk about. Because it happened two weeks ago. week ago? Two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago in Sophia Beckley. Or if you believe that the hatchet guy that killed the guy, Sophia. Sophia. <laughs> Nobody says that shit. He Child. wasn't from here. Child. <laughs> but if you want to believe that, uh, go on with it. Well, he decided that, uh, obviously, the guy was in trouble, and he decided he was going to shoot at the cops. So, apparently, he but shot. he hit one. He hit one. And her, it's a, it was a female I know it was a female. Deputy. Our, her name was Courtney. I know her first name. But she's going to make a full recovery. Yeah. I know that much. But I read that ain't. today. No, no. Yeah. He, he is. He's going to be fully covered. Fully covered. <laughs> And then recovered when they dropped him in the hole. But when my son was telling me, look, there's a dude that, that shot a cop, immediately my first response to him was, oh, he dead. Yeah, he's dead here. He dead, yeah. Because, number one, small town, don't play that shit. Number two, after you shoot a cop, you are considered armed and, and dangerous. dangerous. And dude was out of what? Well, he's out of Ohio. Yep. He's out of one of them big cities in Ohio. Big cities in Ohio. And he come down here and he shot a trooper, and it's not going to be tolerated. I I hope you are listening to me and you're from Ohio. You motherfuckers are silly. (laughs) I just want to put that out there. Number one, you can't drive. Stay off the turnpike. Number two, anybody from Akron has got to have an extra thumb because I swear you're in love with your cousin. (laughs) It's just crazy. But dude comes down here from Ohio and decides, all right, I'm going to shoot my way out. Yeah, you did. You shot your way right out of this fucking life. Yeah. But no one here at this point can say exactly what happened to the young gentleman. But And you know what? Contact. I'm going to add this real quick. I don't fucking care. Amen. Okay, go ahead. Amen. Well, he came into some. He came into contact with some other law enforcement officials. Who yep, some that knew that knew the young lady in question. Knew the young lady in question, and yep. from what we're led to believe, they attempted to apprehend him. I'm sure they away. did. Yes, it was yes. absolutely. He resisted the fuck out of them. I'm yes. sure of it. Yes, and I don't give a fuck about nothing else. I mean, on the radio call, all I heard was. Pow, pow, pow. Quit resisting. Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> Quit resisting. Yeah. Pow, pow, pow. Don't run. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I don't give a shit. Yeah. He's, uh, he come to a small town, just like Mr. Aldean told you. Mm-hmm. Come to a small town and find out what the fuck happens. So my next question is, when is it okay? I mean, we've talked so much shit. When I say we, I'm talking about as a society about police brutality, oh my God, he didn't have to shoot that kid, or there was other ways he could have handled it. At what point, at what point is it okay, or should we just take all the all the uh, firearms for the police anyway? What, at what point is it okay? Well, I'm going to tell you this. Don't take all the firearms from the police, because those of you that don't want firearms, that's the only defense you got. That's the only defense I got. Defense I got, but... Defense is. Let me say that. Defense yeah, defense is. is but <laughs> do not let them take the firearms from the police. 
And what was the question you asked me? When dude, is it I okay? spaced, dude. I just spaced. Yeah. Yeah. I did. It was gone. Come back with us. Okay, I'm, I'm with you, Brian. All right. So when is it okay for a cop to actually shoot? Whenever the threat of physical violence is apparent. Well, to me, in, that's in, mine. In my training. And- because I think that if you're coming at me with your fists, I got a knife. If you're coming at me with a bat, I got a gun. It's almost like a one step up. Yeah, like, like if you're my- if you're a cop and somebody's coming at you, why and you got all this ability at your side, why wouldn't you be one step up from the threat? Well, for all of my uh, trained people, it's called a use of force model. And the use of force model is designed to deter you from using force against me. In other words, you come this I got way, something bigger, bro. I'm one step up. I mean, it's just like you said. If, if you try to swing at me, you might get stabbed. You try to stab me, you might get shot. You do anything else, I mean, we might have to scrape, you, scrape what's left of you up off the pavement. Dude, can I be impressed with myself for one second? Please do. I'd never heard or been trained on any shit like that. But what I knew was, if you're coming at me and my family with something, I'm going to be one rung up from you to stop you. One step up. Yes. So if that means that I have to stand in my window like Malcolm with an AK, I will. I will. Yeah. I don't mind it. Like, And that's what people don't understand when they're talking about, would you shoot somebody if they're trying to steal your stuff? If you would, then you put human life above your stuff. But that has to be people without a family. It has to be. Or people with people who haven't worked for the things that they have. Well, I, but, but I'm going to tell you this right now. If I see somebody running at my front door, it is life or death. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care if they're bringing a package. If they haven't conveyed to me what's going on... If they don't have a brown uniform on... <laughs> if, they're, if they're trying to get in my house... If you if you cross the threshold of that door... From my dogs... My kids... My wife... Everything I love is in there. In that house. And you're going to... Me or you... Are going to be dead before you get across there. Yeah. I don't know if you're coming in this house... Because you want the flowers on my table... Or because you want to snatch my daughter out of it. And if Don't you matter. want if you want something from me, I'll probably give it to you. Knock on the motherfucking dough, dog. Right. Knock yeah, on the door. Yeah, no. Tell me what's up. Yeah. Tell me what's going on. We Knock might be able to talk door. about something. Hey, Coke, can I have the flowers on your table? You know what, here, dog. If, if the flowers are what's going to make your day, here you go. But if you run up in here trying to take it, we can put them same flowers after you six feet deep right on that. Grid. You ever heard of a twelve gauge referred to as a dragon's breath? I've heard it referred to as a boomstick. Boomstick, <laughs> dragon's breath. Yeah. Whatever. If you're running up on me, that's what's coming through the front door. Yeah. And it's gonna beat no you doubt. through. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Every time it's gonna beat you through. Um so he, he here's another one. Policing. People don't really, I mean, and there are people in this country who are on one side and on the other side. And here's what I want to introduce to you. If you agree with policing, if you agree with less government or over government, no matter how you feel, believe that what you fear 
can happen to you. For instance, uh, there are some people who believe that we need more government, more oversight, more regulations. It's scary shit to me. And the whole time you're thinking, okay, they need to regulate guns and they need to regulate food and they need to regulate this. Keep in mind, the same government that you're giving that regulating power to can turn around and regulate your ass too and decide, okay, you're going to sit down and you're going to do this. Well, I don't want to sit down. Well, you told them motherfuckers to sit down. Yes, you are. So please believe it can happen to you. I mean, we fail to forget that if you live in a free country and you give a government or an entity certain powers um, to judge, to police, uh, to regulate, uh, you give them power over your housing market and and oh, I love this term, monopoly. I mean, it, the same guy who's saying uh, everybody needs to pay their share of the taxes, and if my share of ten percent uh, is ten thousand, but since you made more, you should pay twenty five. What happens next year when this dude hits it big, makes it, you know, banging on the lottery, hits the next? You know, Bill Gates or whatever. Gets that, paid off. Gets paid off. Now that same 25% ain't looking so good, is it? Anyway, it's amazing how when it's happening to you, it feels a little different. It feels a little different, man. Well, see, and now I'm going to go back on something that I've said on this, talking about that, is uh, I have said that this democracy is meant to go slow. So you don't have big sweeping changes that affect everybody in a way that you can't understand before it's actually, in, you know, or you can't control. But I'll tell you this. There was people that figured out, man, I think it was like 10 or 11 years ago, probably more than that, because time flies for me. I'm getting older and uh, a lot of my life's a blur because I've worked like six days a week forever. Yeah. But I can remember they found a loophole through Canada for prescription drugs to get it cheaper. And it took them like two months to shut that shit down. Quick. Like that. So how slow does it really have to move? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to bring this up to our front doors. I don't care how you feel about Donald Trump. Oh, shit. We're getting into this. I don't care how you feel about it. And you can talk shit. Well, he never paid his taxes. Guess what? He probably didn't. Well, But he used that same fucking government and that same loophole that you... Only difference is he's got money to pay for the attorney but to you know what? that loophole. He said that to Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Like, he just said it. Like, his first debate, he was like, yeah. Yeah. I true. used those loopholes. It's the money. same loopholes oh. that your that your people that donate to you use, same, same and that use. doesn't make me a criminal. It makes me smart. He said that. Yeah. And uh, what can you take from a man? Right? Shit. Because honestly, if I had his money, I'd find them same damn loopholes. I'd use them every chance. Well, I dude, could. you wouldn't have to if you had you his money. To, you just hire somebody to find them for you. Find them for you. That Amen. understands the shit. Yeah. 
The Watering Hole, 2552 Ritter Drive, Daniels, West Virginia. Is now have, they now have a giveaway. You can still do Taco Tuesdays for a dollar. You can get those tacos hard or soft. Go figure. But now You know which one I want. <laughs> now you, they're doing a giveaway where you can be entered to win a chance to win a $100 cash or $50 gift certificate simply by linking and following their Facebook or Instagram page. Here's the catch. You have to tag three friends that must be 21 or older. Don't try to tag your friends or your cousins or your little boy. If you do this, you must be 21 or older to enter. The winner will be announced August 1st via their Facebook or in their Instagram page. That's the watering hole. 2552 Ritter Drive, Daniels, West Virginia. Go check them out. Great people. Good atmosphere. Cold beer. What are we getting into now, Brian? Are we getting into Miranda Lambert? We're going to talk about Miranda Lambert. By the way, um, by chance, if you've ever seen Miranda Lambert, this bitch is fine. She's fine. She's fine. I still don't see what Blake Sheldon was doing with the skinny broad, but hey, she's fly. I've got to disagree, man. But uh, Gwen Stefani's been my jam for quite a while. Like I was like 13 years old dreaming about her. So, uh, but I, that ain't the first time I've been told I was crazy for uh, preferring <laughs> Gwen Stefani over Miranda Lambert. But it has nothing to do with the body type and everything to do with years of being like, oh my God. But what we want to talk about with Miranda Lambert is her shutting down a show to call out two fans that are excited to be there for taking a selfie. And I think that that is a plus 30 thing. Mm. To think that people ain't enjoying your show because they're wrapped up in their own shit, so I'm going to call it out. When they're probably really just trying to get a picture of you and them together the only way they can, performing their favorite song. Because the song that she was performing was Tin Man, and the biggest Miranda Lambert fan that I know is my wife loves Miranda Lambert, has for years, and one of her favorite songs is Tin Man. And I think that's what they were trying to do, and maybe she was a little out of line or out of touch with the younger fan base. What do you think? Well, I think that's part of it. And coming from the aspect of the fan, uh, bitch, I paid for this show. It don't matter if I want to sleep on the front row. Right. Let me sleep. And uh, concerts for people like her. Big dollars, baby. Yeah, ridiculous. You're coming off of at least 200 maybe 300 bucks a head. Per person, yeah. And if she's seeing you up front, you're coming off about maybe 500 I mean, that's the real part about it. But also, uh, and it's kind of what she said in the interview, uh, I have a talent. Um, I've learned to live in that talent. Well, Broad, live in it. I mean, what do you say to people who don't necessarily like your music? The first thing you tell them is, okay, it's my music. You don't have to like it. Well, I'm at the show. I want to take a picture of anything. It's mine. I mean, do do I think that? Yeah, well, I mean, if you really have a problem with it, ban cell phones and see how that goes for you. Yeah. See how that works out for you, honey. Yeah. It ain't going to go well at all. Maybe Blake had a point. I don't know. 
<laughs> Ron don't like selfies. We maybe maybe she was a little self-absorbed or yeah, couldn't couldn't view other people's opinion in a way that was negative from hers. You know, I say, don't know who can self-absorbed. Uh, uh, how do they say uh, overestimating our our importance? Yeah, it happens to the best of us. But that topic come through from one of my neighbors. She wanted us to talk about it. But I think that it's a, uh, like, how many times do you think a performer like her, this bitch, has seen selfies being taken? Yeah. Like, why would you take, all of a sudden be like, this ain't cool? Why is it important now? Why is it an issue now? I mean... And in that interview, they never said what venue she was at. She might have been in L.A., uh, New York, Madison Square Garden, whatever. Um, I guarantee she wasn't in Huntington, West Virginia. What I took from that was, I'm more important than your experience. Does that make kind of some sense? Like, I'm more important to this than your experience of this. So you need to put your phone down and pay attention to me. To me. Whenever each individual out there that paid money for it, their experience is their experience, and they don't want to be called out by the most popular person at the show. Well, I mean, it's like we said in the beginning. I'm a working guy. You're a working guy. If I pay 500 well, at this point, $1,000, because my wife and I are going to have to go, you're right. It's an experience. We're going to make a weekend of it. We're going to have a great time, do some dinner, maybe an overnight. And for Miranda to say, hey, cut out your shenanigans and pay attention to me. Bitch, what? Yeah. I've already paid for this. I am paying attention to you in yeah. my way. My, in my 500 way. bucks paid attention to you. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't take anything else from her. I mean, I think she's a great entertainer. Like I said, she's, I'm sure she's, she's a good person too. Yeah, she just made the she made the wrong decision. She has uh, amazing body parts. Uh, you know, I would agree. She I is, agree. Uh, and above that, above being fine, she's a talented singer. I mean, if you really want to hear how talented she is, y'all tune in next week when I'll be singing "The House That Built Me," and I'll fill you in all about that. I, I will not be singing. Don't tune in for that shit. I will not be singing. No. I would like to get some people on here that can sing that, though. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you can sing that song or know somebody, hit us up. We'll bring them on. What else we got on our notepad there? Uh, let me see. Oh, you know, it's, it's and this might pump the brakes for some, and for some dudes, I mean, it might get you to think. We, I went to a, a doctor about three or four years ago. He stick his finger in your butt? Different kind of doctor. Okay, all right. I'm with you now. Uh, but uh, I was talking to the lady, and I was talking about, you know, mental health and, and, and working with some stuff. And she asked me a simple question. She said, how many people you have in your circle to talk to? How many friends you got? And I had to slow down. I said, you know, I got these guys at work that I talk to, but we're just at work. I got these people at church I talk to, but... That's just the church. And if you're a guy, between your working, churching, and family, how many people... How many people do you have in your life that you can be a real motherfucker In your with? circle that actually give a damn about you. And see, I don't want to, like, there is a side to this that I understand, and there's a side of this 
that I cannot stand. I understand that guys don't have a lot of friends because they got a lot of responsibility. A lot of shit going on. And uh, usually if you don't have a lot of, if you have a lot of friends, you ain't taking care of your shit. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to get on the pity party side of, I ain't got nobody to talk to. But but I want to get on the side of, it's important to make sure you have people in your life that you can talk to. Yeah. You know, people that you know that if you say something to, that I that shit again next week. Yeah, I can take with a grain of salt that this guy's just unloading. Yeah, he's unloading his burden on me, and don't nobody else need to know about it. Yeah, you sometimes know? fifteen minutes of venting can save three hours worth of slow singing and flower bringing. If you know what I'm talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, and if you you listen to the guy and you fucking whatever he's saying, you're like, man, you don't even have to give him advice. Yeah. Just listen to him for a minute. Bro hug, whatever you got to do. Walk away from the situation and shut the fuck up. Well, you know, and and another part of it is, and the doctor said this to me, what do you do for yourself? I mean, if you got a wife, you got a kid, she's dragging you to Walmart and Sam's. The kids are all over the place. Dad, I want McDonald's. We got to go get ice cream. You get home. you're, You're taking out the trash. You're mowing the lawn. What do you do for you? Most guys don't have activities outside of maybe fishing if you get to go do that. Because if you're busy or working, like, she ain't shit. You don't hit the riverbank, what, once, twice a year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, see, I, th- I had that conversation with Maddox. Like, we were out there fishing, and he's asking me questions and this and that. And I said, listen, Maddox, I said, I'm going to tell you this. I have worked my entire adult life, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to change that. But me and you'll learn this fishing gig together, bro. Because me to act like I'm some kind of sportsman or something like that, I ain't never had time for that. Yeah. And whenever I was hunting and fishing, somebody else was doing everything for me when I was a kid. You know, whether it was uh, Ronnie, my papa, or my dad, or my uncle. They were tying my shit up. They were making sure it was right and letting me go fish. So as an adult, I never learned that. I just learned working six or seven days a week for years. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember taking my son. But it's fishing. been fun. It's and been and, fun. and my my dad, my dad, his granddad took him fishing a couple times. But in the midst of me working and hustling and bustling, I wasn't paying any attention. Granddad was taking him fishing. Next thing I know, I went to take my teenage son fishing. He's a fucking monster. He's fucking slaying bass and shit. I'm on the bank all tangled up and shit trying to figure out. But that my dad had taught him the ins and outs. And I'm thinking, where did time go, bro? What the hell have I been doing for the past eight, nine years? But that's why that's why this guy is going to be a monster pup also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and I, I think my dad basically done the same thing because... When me, me and my brother brought them boys home, he was like, set them boys right here. Set them right here. It, from the time we bought them in and created the car seats. I think that's like if you're truly in touch with what's going on in your life and stuff like that. And I didn't realize that the people that were around me were. Mm-hmm. Now I'm getting older. And I wish maybe we should take the time to explain to the kids what we're doing and why we're doing it. Yeah. Because... Uh, I can understand why Papa and this and that was all over me because they understood 
a mom and dad are trying to make a life. Yeah. You I'm, know, and, and I got to be there and I'm going to take that kid out every chance I get and this and that. And there is a lot of that, like, uh, that has, like, a lot of people can't connect with me, but my kids don't have a whole lot of that. The papaw and this and that, because everybody's gone. Yeah. And I'm going to try to be the best I can because of that. I think I think that's right. how you learn, though. But having the time off, like, we talk about me going, being gone and stuff a lot now. But the time off that I have now is probably I'd get to spend more time with the people that I like mm-hmm. and love than I did when I was here every day, but in the mines. Yeah, you know? I agree. Not to mention, when you get older, you realize you're teaching your, your kids or your grandkids what they're going to need. Because you, you've been there and you've seen, look, this is what you're going to need to make it. Uh, on top of that, man, if I just had a few more minutes just to just to absorb what granddad was trying to give me when all the times he would pick me up and say all right go out there and rebuild that lawnmower engine damn i like to be inside watching cartoons our papa (laughs) he'd pick us up and you know he knew he's all badass kids you know he knew mom and dad and we's hiding shit and this and that he'd load us all up in the back seat there and we'd be 13 14 years old and he'd say hey guys if you got them, smoke them. Smoke them. <laughs> <laughs> and he would never say a fucking word about anything that happened. Yeah. You know, because he knew that it, you know, it don't matter. Yeah. It really don't matter. Let them be kids. Let, let you be you, and I'm going to enjoy you, and I'm not going to have you trying to avoid me mm-hmm. all day. Because you want to puff on a cigarette. Or thinking that I don't know exactly what the yeah, hell you're doing. Yeah, it, like I can spend all day with you and not worry about you trying to sneak away. And I can teach you if you know you can light that cigarette up right here. Yeah. You know, it's just that kind of stuff that don't really sink in with you as a kid until you're an yeah. adult. And you have to... uh you have to control what another human being's trying to do at 15 or 16 years old. Yeah. You don't realize what Papa was doing till you see what you have to do. My granddad, we, we, he had this huge piece of property. He would be sitting underneath this apple tree up in the backyard. And, uh, of course, obviously, granddad's got a knife, and he's picking apples up off the ground. He's peeling them, giving them to the kids. But what we didn't realize until later is granddad would also give us the nasty ass Canadian black label beers and then fucking King Edward cigars and he had ramps coming out of his damn pores. Oh God. This shit was but as a kid Yeah, Papa was fucking with you, time. bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you had a great time. He just sat back giggling and watching you, you know. It's yeah. A, but yeah, and that's the good times you get to have as a granddad. I guess and I mean I'll look forward to that hopefully. Not one day soon, let me say that. Dude, how did fucking Miranda Lambert take us to this? I don't know. How how we got down this hole, bro? (laughs) But, yeah, I'm excited about it. Because, and it hasn't been by, like, a malicious intent or nothing, but my kids haven't had much of a grandparent experience. And it it ain't been by malicious malicious intent. It's just been the way life is. Yeah, life is. I want mine, like, uh, when I have grandbabies to... 
like think I'm the shit. Oh yeah. And when daddy's being mean, I'm gonna be like, hey, you fuck him. Don't worry about you know, it. Fuck come him. Come on in the house. Yeah, come yeah. in here. Yeah. You know what? If he comes here trying some shit, I'll take care I of got him. It. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. My, my littlest one, right? In, well, it's been a couple years ago, but uh, she was asking me for. Uh, can we go get ice cream? And I, I told her, and used that line, you got ice cream money? She didn't say nothing. The next day, we went by granddad's house. And I guess she asked Paul Paul for ice cream money. That little heifer come waddling out of here with a $50 bill. I said, where the fuck did you get that? Paul Paul said I could have it. I said, dad, 50 bucks? He said, smallest thing I had. So, bitch. You know what I had to do for five dollars worth of lunch money? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, mom and dad was tight grass. back in the day, bro. I had to wash dishes for five bucks for lunch. You just gave her a fifty dollar bill. Needless to say, she got ice cream all that week. I mean, there was nothing I could do about that. But yeah, dude. If if you're a guy, all right, you need to t- stop and take inventory of your circle. And if the people in your circle don't care enough to tell you when you're fucking up, you might need to be in another circle. If the people in your circle don't look out enough to tell you, amen, if they can't share in your joys, share in your sorrows, or share in your sadness, dude, what do they really mean to you? And also, if they can't shut the fuck up and let you talk... Just let you get the shit that you want to say off your, off whatever's going on, off your chest, whatever you want to say, off your heart, off your mind. If they can't shut the fuck up and just let that happen. With no repercussions? Just, just review your friend situation, you know. But I don't want everybody to feel sorry for men or anything like that because I would not want to be a woman. Amen to that. You know, and I'll say this one other thing. One of the shows that uh, I like to watch, and I don't care if you judge me or not, I love my 600-pound life. <laughs> I right. mean, you can talk shit about me and call it insensitive, but I love watching fat fuckers. But uh, one of the things that happens during watch? the show. You got to clarify that. I said huh? watching. Watching. Do you watch lo- like what, like watching fat people fuck? No, no, no. On TV. Okay. On, on that not show. Not fucking. No, 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 no. Just makes, watching fat fuckers in general. That almost makes my Not sense. fat people fucking. I mean, I, I've been hawking a couple times. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what that is, you don't, you don't need to worry about that. But in the show, part of the thing they do is they get down to what's my story. And one of the things that resounds in Why this generation. Why am I fat? This generation, my parents fucked me up. They let me sit outside and just eat. At what point do you stop laying all of your problems at your parents' feet? Just like we're saying, they're working, trying to build a life just like for you. Oh, they weren't there. They weren't holding my hand. Them motherfuckers was probably at work. Yeah, well, see, and you've got the situation where, too, you've got like 40-year-old motherfuckers. Yeah. Crying yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Hey man, you've been you've been a, you've been able to make your own choices at least for 22 years. At the very least, yeah. like, and it might have started for before that if you had shitty parents. Mm-hmm. But I had a rough upbringing. Didn't have shitty parents, but had a rough upbringing. Yeah, we just didn't have a, a lot. Yeah, and uh, I'm like, all of us are doing good. Mm-hmm. So overcome it, 
Get the fuck over it. Suck it up. Find what you're passionate about and chase it. Mm-hmm. Life ain't hard, man. Drive on it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're passionate about it, the hard spots, you'll work it out. Yeah, you'll smooth it out. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Or it'll smooth out for you. Or it'll smooth you out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, we got 49 minutes in. Yeah, that's good. And usually we have, what, 50, 52? We're good. Yeah, we're good. So what I'm going to say is, you shake my hand every day. We talk, like, and share my shit. And uh, thanks for listening. If you listen, we're trying not to get sued. We're out.